Now you're speaking my language. Find out what I mean on this episode of Pushback. If you're concerned about the direction our culture is heading, then maybe it's time to push back. Hello, friends and my dear listeners. Thank you for tuning in to another episode of Pushback. I'm Dr. Johnny, and it is always my privilege and pleasure to share my heart with you each and every week. And I'm so grateful to all of those who are tuning in and listening to what is on my heart this week. Uh, I want to encourage you to go to pushbackculture.org. It's the website which updates my podcasts and YouTube videos. There will be links to, for easy access uh, to all of uh, the content that I give each and every week. Uh, and also just a place for you to connect with me uh, with any comments, concerns, questions that you might have, uh, because I certainly value that. Uh, Last week, I talked about my daughter, Lydia. Actually, we talked about my daughter, Lydia, because I welcomed my dear wife, Amy, uh, to the podcast as well as we told her story about getting to Kenya. And if you haven't heard that story, I would encourage you to go back, maybe even before you listen to this one, and listen to the story about her getting to Kenya. It's called Kenya Believe It. And uh, it was an incredible journey that she had to dig in and persevere just to even get there. And, uh, And I believe that the Lord honors that, and I believe it's that bulldog mentality that I was talking about that's so important, especially in the time in which we live and in the culture in which we live, to have that spirit of perseverance, knowing the Father's voice and knowing where he's directing us and then not letting us be dissuaded uh, from those areas. Uh, we got a, a an important email from Lydia this week, and I'm just going to share you some excerpts. Uh, some of this was quite personal, which I won't share, but let me just, uh, for those who have been following along and listening to last week's podcast, I just want to fill you in on our daughter in Kenya. She wrote, let me start by saying, I'm in heaven. I feel so at home here for some reason, and I feel so happy to be here. I'm going to get a little choked up as I read this. When we first landed in Nairobi, I had this overwhelming feeling that this is the beginning of a big part of my life. She goes on to say, I'm doing well, my heart is full of contentment and peace, and I feel like I could stay here forever, dot, 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 but don't worry, I'll come home anyways. (laughs) Uh, She knows my father's heart, she had to put that last part, but what a a thrill to receive an update like that from my daughter who uh, is where she needs to be in this time and season. So I'm very proud of her for her persistence. As you maybe have heard last last week's podcast, it required a lot of it, um, but she is there. I talked last week about being a bulldog, and when you hear the voice of the Lord, um, knowing that he is talking to you, that that's the time that you take a bulldog mentality and not be pushed or dissuaded either way. And I really believe that that last week's message and this week's message is really for someone who is listening to this podcast. And if that's you, I'm just going to ask you to really lean into this because I believe that this is a, uh, a, a important word for you in this time of season in your life. And so I just speak that to you uh, right now. 
I was talking to my kids this morning and I, I presented them knowing that I was going to be delivering this podcast. And I said, you know, uh, picture yourself as a spy. And uh, I, I came up with a story in response to last week when I, and I, when I posed the question, uh, when you re- when you meet resistance in this life, which Lydia certainly did going to Kenya and that we all do in certain areas or aspects of our life, when you meet resistance, how do you know that it's if it's the enemy that's trying to uh, uh, to push you away from your mission? Or how do you know if it's God who feels like you're going in the wrong direction and he's trying to save you from disaster? Um, and, and I believe there is a way. And it has to do with languages and the way that, that, that the enemy and the way that the father speaks to us. I believe that's the answer. And again, I believe this is for someone because we have to be able to connect and we have to know what he is saying to us. And I believe that it's knowable. I, I believe that it's not always easy and we are human and we're living on you know this side of heaven. And so sometimes it's hard to always know and connect, but I believe that it's knowable. And I believe that his heart would be that it's knowable. So I said, you know, pretend that you're a spy and that you're in Europe someplace and you can picture this from any spy movie and, and you are instructed by your uh, commander or your, uh, your leader to meet with a man at a train station. So you can picture this in an old European town. And he hands you a photo of this man that you're supposed to meet. And, and they said that he will speak to you in German. And so you go to the train station and your instruction is to meet this man who will speak to you in German. And so you match up the picture to a face and you walk up to this man and you begin to speak and he speaks to you in French. Now, as a spy, there would be a couple things probably going through your head. And I was asking my children about this this morning. And there's probably two things or two areas of processing that you would probably do at that moment. Either number one, you got the wrong guy because your instruction is that he was supposed to speak to you in German. The second option is, and maybe quite obvious, that he speaks multiple languages. <laughs> and so you don't know if it's the right guy, but he's speaking to you in a different language. And so as a spy, you're going to have to process and try to figure out if you either A, got the wrong guy, or you got the right guy, but he's speaking to you in different languages. So that's our challenge when we are on the mission of life. We are instructed, we are given instructions to move forward, and then we're met with an obstacle. We're met with something that doesn't line up or feel good or right for our situation. So what are we going to do? Well, I believe that the Bible is such a perfect tool that the Father gives us And the Bible isn't to be read as a how-to book. So many times when we have a slave mentality, we read the Bible as it's simply a do's and a don'ts kind of book. But I don't believe that the Bible was written that way. I don't believe the Bible is to tell us what to do. I believe the Bible is to tell us who he is. It's to give us a picture of the Father himself and how he speaks to us. And he speaks to us through a language of heaven. And and here's the part about the Bible that I believe is super clear and the reason that he gave us the Bible in the first place. 
is that the Bible tells us that God doesn't speak in many languages. Now, I'm not speaking literally. I know that he is multilingual and can speak to all of us in our own, our own tongue, our own native tongue. But he has a language of heaven. He has a way. Remember, I love the word way because it's inherent in the definition of culture. He has a way of speaking to us as a father speaks to a son or as a father speaks to a daughter. And the Bible is clear that he doesn't speak to us in a language of confusion. He speaks to us in a language of clarity. And he speaks to us in a language of love and of purity and of encouragement. Those are some of the words that my children came up with today. And I believe they're perfect words. And so we can listen to the language of heaven and discern whether we got the right guy or not. So we let me just read some scripture to you, Philippians 4. Maybe you're, maybe you're very familiar with this. Be anxious for nothing, but in everything by prayer and supplication, with thanksgiving, let your requests be made known to God. And the peace of God, which surpasses all understanding, will guard your hearts and minds through Christ Jesus. Why would it surpass all our understanding? Because it's a heavenly language. When he speaks to you, he will give you peace. It will not be anxiety. Finally, brethren, whatever things are true, whatever things are noble, whatever things are just, whatever things are pure, whatever things are lovely, whatever things are of good report, if there's any virtue and if there's anything praiseworthy, meditate on these things. The things which you learned and received and heard and saw in me, these do. And the God of peace will be with you. What is this talking about? It's talking about the language of heaven. Like when you connect, when you understand what's going on in your mind, then you then your mind actually connects with heaven and, and, and you meditate on those things, then you are connecting to the language of heaven. So that when he speaks to you in German, it doesn't sound like French. I'm sorry for any French speaking people that you are considered the wrong language in this example. <laughs> Amy and I love to teach about spirit, soul, and body. That's how the Father created us. And, and not only created us, but when we were crucified with him, when we gave our hearts to him, we actually died and our flesh was killed. I wish I had three hours to read all of the scripture, uh, especially from Paul, that makes it super clear that when, when, when we received Christ, we became a new creation. The old things have passed away. They are dead. They were nailed to the cross and we were killed and we were crucified. And we rose again with him, but not as a body, but as a spirit. Our spirit, we are spirit. We are living in a soul and body, which is called the flesh. But the flesh has been killed. And now our flesh is subject to our spirit. And this may blow your mind, but we are more spirit than we are flesh. We are consumed by fleshly things in this world because it's around us and it's advertised to us. And we are immersed in it. But we are actually spirit. We are spirit. We're not, we're not a body that happens to have a spirit. We are a spirit that is actually living temporarily in a body. Our body is temporary. Our spirit is eternal. Scripture after scripture, the Bible tells us that this is true. And it says that, that sometimes these things war against each other because the flesh wants to rise up. In Galatians 5, it says, walk in the spirit. And you shall not fulfill the lust of the flesh. For the flesh lusts, the other words are wars or battles, against the spirit. 
and the spirit against the flesh. And these are contrary to one another, so that you do not do the things that you wish. But if you are led by the spirit, you are not under the law. These are different languages. These are different languages. And so we, it's not that the soul and body are bad, but the soul and body are subject to our spirit. And there should be alignment that way. And whatever we are led by, whether we're led by the flesh or led by the spirit, our, our soul tends to be magnified towards that direction. Reading on in Galatians 5. Now, the works of the flesh are evident, which are adultery, fornication, uncleanness, lewdness, idolatry, sorcery, hatred, contentions, jealousies, outbursts of wrath, selfish ambitions, dissensions, heresies, envies, murders, drunkenness, revelries, and the like. That's a horrible list. And these manifest themselves, these speak to us like a language, and they manifest or speak to us as fear, anxiety, doubt, worry, paralysis, confusion. But the fruit of the Spirit is love, joy, peace, long-suffering, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control. Against these things there are there is no law. And that's a language. It's the language of the Spirit, and it manifests itself as being an overcomer, of having courage, strength, resolve, clarity. Love the word clarity. It manifests itself as a bulldog mentality, like we talked about last week. Because we know, and we heard, and we're sure, and we're certain, and we have courage, and we have clarity. And so we move with that strength and with that power. And the part that is sinister about the enemy is that he attacks us with the fear, paralysis, anxiety, doubt, worry, confusion. That's the way he speaks. It's his language. And he attacks our soul so that our soul becomes magnified through our flesh. And we've all been there. We've all been there at two in the morning when our mind is racing. Uh, the, the soul is the, is the mind, will, emotions, and feelings. And we, we feel anxious. We feel worried. Our mind is racing about all the things that are going wrong, about how our bank book is short. Our bank account doesn't have enough money in it. We're not going to make it through the month. And we ruminate over this because it's magnified. Magnified means to blow up or, or make bigger than it really is. It, it's an amplification. The enemy loves to amplify the, the fear and his language in our ears. So all that we can hear is French, <laughs> even though we're supposed to be listening to German in our example. And so that's all we hear. And, and what he's telling us is that we're disqualified and we're coming up short and we're not good enough and, 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 and things aren't going to go well and, and this is going to be a disaster for you. And he tells this over and over again and we, and we rehearse it in our mind and in our soul so that our soul magnifies our flesh. That's the way that he works. But I love what Mary said when given her commission to carry the Christ. And we're familiar with this. She says, my soul magnifies the Lord. See, she was listening to the voice of heaven. She was given instructions, which any teenage girl who is being told that she is pregnant <laughs> with the Savior, the, the, um, the anointed one of the world, 
She could easily have been overwhelmed instantly with fear, anxiety, doubt. Are you kidding? And, and her soul then could have magnified her flesh and said, I just dreamed this. This is weird. This couldn't be me. Uh, this, is, this is outside of the realm of possibilities, both spiritually and biologically. <laughs> and she could have rationalized it in her mind and ruminated on it and told God all the reasons why she wasn't the one that he got the wrong gal. She could have told God that. But instead, she said, my soul magnifies the Lord. It makes me weep. Because she is engaged in her spirit. And, the, and she had a peace of God that passed understanding, that passed her brain. It surpassed her brain so that she engaged in heaven. So even in the, in the midst of what would seem to be the most preposterous proposal in the history of mankind, in the midst, midst of it, she felt peace. How is that possible? Because she had clarity. She had resolve. She had strength. She had courage. Mary, at that moment, took the position of a bulldog. And she said, I heard from God. And now my spirit and my soul, my soul is magnifying my spirit because I am connected. I am making my spirit bigger because I have heard. And there is nothing else that's going to drown out that voice. My friends, you may be facing these decisions, big decisions in life, and you might have come up against resistance. I really believe there are people at the sound of my voice that have met resistance and you don't know what to do with it. Is it God saying that you heard wrong? Do you just or or is it the enemy that is keeping you from your destiny? The hurdles that came in Lydia's way to get to Kenya. We had to discern whether maybe Kenya wasn't the right move or maybe Kenya was absolutely the right move and the enemy is putting hurdles to try to slow her down and to discourage her so that her soul would magnify her flesh so that she would see her situation and she would say, I am not your gal. I'm sorry. I think you got the wrong person. Clearly you got the wrong person or all these things wouldn't be happening. Now, I am not saying that, that if you're only doing the right thing if you meet resistance. I don't believe that's true. But I believe that resistance needs to be discerned. And I believe we can discern it by the language that is spoken to us. So if you are facing these difficulties, if you're facing these resistances, and the response is worry, fear, Anxiety, disqualification, confusion, then I would tell you, I would submit to you that you haven't heard the right voice yet. I'm not saying you're doing the right thing or you're on the wrong track. You just haven't heard the right voice yet. So that you can't dig your feet in in that bulldog mentality. If you have peace, if you have courage and you have strength and you have resolve, then that is the language of heaven. And then it's time to say, I will not be moved. I will not be moved. I am a bulldog and I will persist until my destiny is fulfilled. That's what he is looking for us when our soul magnifies the Lord. So when you're 
in that situation, and maybe some of you are, and you're feeling worry, fear, anxiety, then you're, then you're hearing French when you should be hearing German. So find that place. It still might be a closed door. It still might be an open door. I can't tell you that. But what I need to tell you is that you need to connect to the language of heaven so that you are receiving and speaking the right language. So why does the enemy want to speak to you at all? Why why would he come to you and speak in French when you're supposed to listen to German? What is his point? He wants to keep you from your mission. Let's go back to the spy story. You are supposed to meet this person and listen to what he has to say to you in German. Well, he wants to come to you and he wants to confuse you. Speak to you in a different language, in a different way, so that your soul would magnify his language and his voice, so that you are kept from the mission. You have work to do here on this earth. In the little time I have left, I gave you just a glimpse of a little bit of my testimony over these last maybe three to four months. I started digging into these deeper cultural issues, issues of abortion and racism and the LGBT community. And I would invite you, if you haven't listened to these podcasts, go back because they're vitally important to our culture. But following, even researching and digging into these issues, these important issues, I began to feel an oppression, a heaviness, a a disqualification. And so I was thinking, what is this resistance all about? Why Is it because I, I delved into something that I wasn't supposed to? Did I, did I dip my toe in, into the water of, of a place I shouldn't go? And, and I actually said to the Lord, maybe I'm not your man. Because regardless, if I'm feeling this way, as soon as I, as, I, as I push into this realm of culture and even deep, dark places... And, and, I resp- and the response in my soul is fear and worry and anxiety that maybe I'm not your man. And I have learned and I have pressed through uh, some of these issues with God until I was connected to his heart and to his language. And I really do believe and I will testify to you, my listeners, that I believe there was, there was some dark oppression and resistance uh, because I was in absolutely the right place. I had one of my my dearest confidants say to me that the front lines is not always a comfortable place. And there's going to be resistance and there's going to be dark places that you need to go. But when you hear the voice of the Lord, you need to have resolve and courage and strength. And everything shifted in my spirit because I activated my spirit and I looked at all of the things that I am doing in ministry and through this podcast from a heavenly perspective, a heavenly language. And the father said, now you're speaking my language. And I was able to persist and push through. And, and my wife and I just spoke at a, at a large family camp in Montana and, and I didn't know what I was going to speak on. But once I had the resolve and I had the bulldog mentality, I said, you know what? I'm going to speak on cultural issues. And I spoke on evolution and racism and sexuality. And I spoke on abortion at a family camp. And I was very nervous about it because it's not typically a rah-rah family camp kind of message. 
but it was in me. And I had resolve because I, I was like, I'm not going to let the enemy dissuade me from what he has called me to do. And so out of courage and sort of in-your-face enemy, I stood up in the front and I delivered these cultural messages. And I didn't want to be heavy, but I wanted to release it in a realm of hope in the fact that we are ambassadors of heaven and we are the ones that carry the light and the hope for the world, especially for these four issues. And it was received well with encouragement and strength. And I could see the life and feel the life and the spirit in the room rise. People were with me. Not to be dissuaded. I am his man. I think he had the right guy, but I think I had the wrong guy. I met the wrong guy at the train station. He wasn't speaking my language. Now I connected with the right guy and his language and his voice. He has the right guy and I have the right guy. So we can go fulfill the mission. So please pray. Pray for our culture. Pray for our nation. Please pray for me as I continue with resolve towards the things that the Lord is calling me towards, that I would have courage. Pray for Lydia in Kenya, please. We miss her dearly, and she's in the right place. And I would ask you to consider supporting this podcast. It means so much to me. If you'd go to pushbackculture.org, pushbackculture.org, and consider making a one-time or monthly donation to the things that we are doing here so that we can continue to be a voice. And was this podcast for you? Are you one of those people that are facing a decision or even facing resistance or trials in your life? Would you let me know? Go to pushbackculture.org and leave a comment or a question so that I can pray for you, so that we can pray for you. Because we need to stand together in courage and resolve for the things that the Lord's calling us to as we connect to the language of heaven. So now let's go together, my friends, to set and shape the culture.